Well, good morning. Happy New Year to you. My name's Terry Wood, and I'm one of the pastors here at Cornerstone. Well, we've made it through 2020. It couldn't get out of here fast enough, huh? I'm convinced 2021 is the most anticipated new year in my lifetime, for sure. No one imagined in their wildest dreams how that would happen in 2020, huh? Most of us could feel it. It'd be a little different with it being a presidential election year. But none of us bargained for all that other stuff that happened, starting with the coronavirus pandemic. Add to that racial unrest, violent protests that wreaked havoc on major cities, schools and churches closed in-person gatherings. Approximately 270,000 Americans have died. Companies closed their doors for good. Unemployment was at an all-time record high. Sports and entertainment were without live audiences or they were canceled altogether. Zoom became the new boardroom and the company office. And the overused phrases of 2020. I mean, how many of you are sick of hearing the new normal? How about Zoom fatigue? Or mandatory lockdowns? That's a cuss word, huh? How about I packed on the 19 during COVID? I can resemble that remark. How about warning, mask required for entry? I mean, that's going into a bank, too. 20 years ago, if I went into a bank with a mask on, they'd have every policeman in town ready to arrest me. How about singing happy birthday to your hands multiple times a day as you wash them? Oh, yeah. The world currency changed as well. Toilet paper. It's the new gold. Hand sanitizer and clean wipes are the new silver. But in the midst of it all, there were some good things that happened, right? I mean, families spent more time together. We got to know several of our neighbors. People who were really sick made a full recovery. For my wife, the mask covered half of my face and all of my mouth. That was a blessing for her at times. So with life pretty much being turned upside down, what did we learn? What did you learn? Well, here's some things I learned about myself in 2020. Most of these I blame on the COVID lockdown. However, leadership coach Kerry Newoff says, a crisis just accelerates reality. It doesn't redefine it. So I'm left with no excuses. The real me came out. My guess is you may have experienced some of these things that I found happen in my life. If you can relate to them, great. If not, I'm sure you can make your own list. The first thing that... Uh, I became anxious at times and unsettled. The unknown and the interruption to my normal life was just unsettling at times. I thought a lot about my love for God. Is my love for God or is it the activities and blessings I receive from Him? As a pastor and a follower of Jesus Christ, this one will rattle your cage, won't it? I was too busy with the wrong things. I equated busyness to productivity and success. My ways of gauging success changed overnight. Being an extrovert, my identity took a shot when the events and programs and everyday conversations with people in public were limited. I grew restless and I lacked contentment. The longer the quarantine lasted, I, I became more fidgety. I became more selfish especially when it came to wearing a mask. I went between cynical to rebellious to aggravated. Emotionally, I had a hard time keeping up with 
all the sad news. Some weeks I felt overwhelmed with the burdens others were dealing with. Often I found myself responding with a half-hearted reply to an email praying for you or posting on Facebook praying for you. I could keep going, but this is some of the things that I've learned. What about you? Have you learned some things about yourself in 2020? Well, I'm grateful to God for revealing these things to me, even though they are hard to admit and swallow. But like he always does, God has given grace and he's shown patience. My guilt and shame have been covered in the forgiveness and hope that is to come. And with 2020 being in the rearview mirror, I'm moving forward to focus on 2021. And my message today is an invitation and a challenge for you to join me in that. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 22. We're going to be reading verses 34 to 40. Matthew 22, 34 to 40. As you're finding your place, let me ask you this question. With all the different things that are going on in your life, what would you say is the most important? Think about that a minute. What is the most important? Well, my hope is that many of you would say, I want to be more like Christ in 2021. I absolutely, I absolutely do too. In fact, this is why I picked this portion of Scripture. If we want to see this happen, Jesus gives us the key in these few verses that we're about to read. Of all the ambitions and goals that we have for 2021, this should be at the top. And here it is. You ready for it? Love the Lord your God with all of your heart all of your soul, and all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. There it is. Don't miss it. Don't be in a hurry to skip it. Let's read it, beginning in verse 34. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is a great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Here's the picture. It's an educated lawyer, a Pharisee, asked Jesus. Jesus of the 613 commands these laws, 248 being positive and 365 being prohibitive. Which of these gets at the heart of them all? In other words, what he was saying is, Jesus, in your opinion, what is the fundamental premise of the law which all the individual commands depend? Jesus' answer, love God and your neighbor. So to Jesus, what matters most are not the hundreds of various laws. As important and significant as these are, what matters most is a loving relationship with the one true God, our Heavenly Father. As I move into 2021, this is my resolution, and I pray you will make it yours. Nothing will be more important than to love God completely and others compassionately through 2021. When I do this, I'm on the road to being Christ-like. Let's read verse 37 again. And he said to him, 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. For 2021, I want to love God completely, above everyone and everything. If 2020 has taught me anything, it has taught me that my love can be circumstantial and can change over time. But I want my love to be laser-focused upon the Lord. Pastor Tony Evans tells a story of the guy who married the lady who caught a cold every year of their marriage. The first year, the husband says to his wife, Oh, sugar darling, this cold is making you mighty uncomfortable. Why don't you let your lover boy take care of his baby and take her to the doctor to get rid of this nasty cough? The second year, he says to his wife, darling, that cold seems to be getting worse. Why don't you go call Dr. Miller? The third year, he says to his wife, you better lie down and rest with that cold before the baby wakes up. The fourth year, he says, be sensible now. Take care of that cold before it gets any worse. The fifth year, the husband says, you'll be all right. Hey, how about ironing my, those pants for me today? The sixth year, would you do something about that cough? And would you stop barking like a seal? The seventh year, he says to his wife, woman, do something about that cold before you give me pneumonia. Unfortunately, our love can sound like this sometimes, right? Well, I'm pretty sure this is not the love Jesus was referring to when he gave the Pharisees this reply. You see, when Jesus says to love, he includes with the heart, soul, and mind. And this is an all-encompassing love. He removes all doubt because he uses the word all three times. He says, love the Lord, love him with all of your heart. Heart representing the core of our thoughts and our words and our deeds. It's kind of control central for us. Then he says, love God with all of your soul. And this is the source of our emotional activity and our desires and affections. And then Jesus says, love him with all of your mind. And our mind being the seat and center of our intellectual life, as well as our dispositions and our attitudes. So he says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and mind. This encompassing idea of love. Well, COVID helped expose my heart, soul, and mind. My love and devotion at times were scattered among several things, all competing for first place. At other times, I found myself trusting in man more than God. Looking for contentment and meaning in lesser things. This has been a major season of self-examining my true love for Jesus. But I'm very grateful for this season because I am more convinced than ever that this life is best understood and lived when we believe fully that God is in total control, that all things exist by Him and for Him, that all things are working together for His purposes to bring glory and honor to Him. When I truly believe this about God, how can I not love Him? Loving God isn't easy, but it is very possible because we know all things are possible with God, right? How will we maintain our first love for Jesus in 2021? I mean, it's not like COVID's going to go away on January the 2nd. Well, I think we're prepared and I think the heart of Cornerstone and the heart of the leadership has prepared us to face 2021, being ready 
to love the Lord, our God, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so for us to do that, the first thing we can do is continue to practice the spiritual disciplines. During the 100 days of focusing upon God, it moved me in the direction of knowing God better and loving Him more. It's not just checking a box to a spiritual activity, although it can become that. No, it, it's a daily encounter with our Creator who loves us beyond what we can imagine and cares for us more than we can explain. The spiritual disciplines build upon our relationship with God. And these activities, they put us in a position for God to be involved in our life through a personal relationship. We know in a healthy relationship, the more we get to know someone, the more we love them. Secondly, we will need to continually confess and repent of our sins. There's nothing more threatening to my fellowship with God than to hold on to sin that I've neglected or refused to confess and repent of. Hear me out. No, sin will not disqualify your relationship with God, but it will impede your fellowship with the Holy Spirit and God's Word. Another thing we will need to do is surrender daily control of our life to God. This might be painful at first because we have become self-dependent. Some of us, we may have to learn how to trust God again, right? I mean, it's been a long time since we've really trusted and placed our faith in a situation that we're asking God to take control of. So we might have to build our trust in Him again. You see, when we surrender our lives, we say to God, not my will, but yours be done. Not my strength will I pull this off, but I will depend upon your strength to help me. When making decisions, it's not what I think is best, but it's actually what does your word and the Holy Spirit say is right. Are you, are you willing to resolve to love God with all of your heart, soul, mind? Paul David Tripp says, God will not be used as currency for the purchase of idols. We simply kid ourselves that we are Christians if we use the gospel to get what we love more than Jesus himself. It's a mouthful. Let me repeat that again. It's a powerful statement. Paul David Tripp says, God will not be used as currency for the purchase of idols. We simply kid ourselves that we are Christians if we use the gospel to get what we love more than Jesus himself. The second commitment is to love others compassionately. Let me read verse 39. It says this, And second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. When God is our greatest love, He frees us from the opinions of others, and He gives us the liberty to love and serve others. It is by God's grace that I ever think about loving others and God more than myself. Trust me, I have to not work too hard on loving myself. Looking out for number one will always be a battle. So the encouragement is to focus it elsewhere, to focus our self-love toward others. The measure by which we love ourselves now becomes the measure by which we are called to love others. See, when I choose to love God and I choose to see people through His eyes, all types of previous barriers toward loving and caring for my neighbor, they're broken down. My desire in 2021 is to love others compassionately. How about you? Here's how we can begin to accomplish this. We can see people as image bearers. 
seeing people as God sees them. The story is told by Michelangelo's assistant, you know, the famous Italian artist. His assistant one day sat in pouring rain for hours by Michelangelo's side, looking at this big block of stone. Finally, the assistant said to Michelangelo, you've wasted an entire day. Let's go. Michelangelo replied, there's an angel in that block of stone and I'm going to free him. Is this how we look at others? Do we see the best in others? Do we see potential in others? You see, God created each of us in his image, uniquely designed and formed by the maker for his purposes. And every life has value. Another thing we'll need to do is we'll need to engage in more conversations with people who think differently than we do. This will require me to exit my bubble and enter into the lives of others, to show true interest and not fake it to gain an opportunity to share my views. Another thing that we'll have to do is we'll have to be willing to seek understanding before judging. We just don't know the whole story, do we? How many times have we walked away from a person or a conversation without the entire story? We will also need to show compassion toward those who are hurting and broken and be willing to introduce them to our Savior. So there it is. There's our opportunity to be Christ-like by doing exactly what Jesus did and what he said. To love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and your neighbor as yourself. If you're willing, I would love for you to join me in making this commitment. There'll be times when you will have failed. You may even feel like giving up. Please don't. There'll also be times when other people or other things will compete for our first love along the way. It's in these times that we need one another. And we also need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us see the greatness and beauty of God reminding ourselves that nothing can compare to the relationship we have with Jesus. There it is, my resolution for 2021. I would love for you to consider making that your first and foremost resolution with me. The opportunity that we have to love God this year in the midst of this pandemic that's not seemingly going to go away tomorrow we have this great opportunity that as we give all of our love to God, that he will empower us to love others, that we will see differently our community. We will see differently the people that uh, are even in our own household, those who are in our neighborhood. And so I would love for us to be able to gather and tell stories about how God is changing us and then how God is changing our interpersonal relationships with people, how God is bringing to us people who are hurting and broken that we can share the love of Jesus Christ with. I would love to be able to get together and say, how are we doing on our commitment? How is Christ doing on the throne of our hearts? Is he there? Or are we struggling to keep him there? Are we struggling with our hearts being divided. These are the kind of conversations that if we'll commit together, we can hold one another accountable. And together, 
God can change us and he can change our community. Amen. God bless.